pandemic got us into a reflective space and made us look inward to see what we can do for the world at large. As a self-expression coach, I became a catalyst for women and started Vani, a one-on-one -on -one coaching program for women on finding their voice, to speak up, to be visible. As a storyteller, I spotted there were many ordinary people amongst us leading extraordinary lives, making a difference to the world, and they needed to be heard. Thus was born You and I with Rashmi Shetty, where amazing personal journeys with their uniqueness and individuality are showcased. A reaffirmation of the fact, open your eyes wider, the world is far more beautiful when we acknowledge the presence of both you and I. The second Sunday of May is Mother's Day. Our guest this week is Beulah John, who is a mother not only to her twin boys, but to more than 23 girls who are now with her. For her, every day is Mother's Day. A retired high school biology teacher, now a full-time mother and social worker, she is the founder and managing trustee of the Refugee Foundation Children's Home. Having been saved from trafficking herself, Beulah wanted to create a safe space and home for motherless girls in distress. She has dedicated her life to serving children who have been abandoned, unloved and orphaned. Honored multiple times for the service that she gives her children, Beulah is a mother to the core. Listening as Beulah shares how she believes that serving these children is the purpose of her life. She's very clear when she says that this one life she has, she would love to dedicate to girls who she thinks are a blessing. Her dream is to make them qualified and financially independent. With Mother Teresa as her inspiration, the service she renders is definitely the need of the hour. Hi, Beulah. Such a pleasure meeting you again after almost a decade now. Uh, you're just the same. Welcome to you and I with Rashmi Shetty. Thank you, Rashmi. Thank you. You are somebody who, when I met you last time also, was smiling, joyful, energetic, yeah. and you still continue to be the same. So what yes. is the Beulah like? Do the Beulah John that the world knows you today. Yes, this Beulah has her own uh, story when she was young, you know. In India, there are so many girls, daughters, especially daughters. So I, I also have my own story because I was kidnapped when I was two years. I was about to be trafficked. I have my own story where I was born in Bangalore. I think I can share this story because people should know how, I mean, a girl child can come up in life, you know, if with the support of family. So when I, I was, daddy had to transfer to Belgaum and then Bangalore, I was born there. So around two years I was playing and somebody came by girl or something. Mommy went inside the kitchen and fraction of a second I was kidnapped. And I was not to be found. My mother searched everywhere. Daddy searched everywhere. So they had to give FIR as usual how parents give FIR when, when their girl child is missing. Same thing is happening today and same thing happened to me in 1972. 
it happened to me 72 so i think then appa had to give fir police started searching for me from morning 7 30 till 8 30 i was not found till night i was not found but the terror the fear of mom and dad you know the local people helped them and they also searched for me and i was found in a railway station I was hidden in a railway station by few people. I was about to be trafficked to another state. So this Gula has her own story. When she was young and uh, they found him and they, I was crying very badly, loudly. And my mother heard my cry. And I think I was blessed to have a mother and father who was behind their daughter. There are because daughters are for some, it is a burden. For some, it is a blessing. For my father and mother, I was a blessing. So they didn't give up on me. I was found on the same day. So I am a victim and a survivor today. I was lost and I was found. So that's how I was found. And that kidnapper was just forgiven by my father. FIR was taken back. And he applied for transfer, came to Bangalore, and I still did my studies, grew up in Bangalore. And that's my story when I was a small Beulah to tell you. So in India, so many girls go missing, but not all are found. Not all are found. It's so sad and unfortunate. Many girls are raped and murdered, and even we don't know what happened to them. And same, some parents, they search for a few days and just, they just give it up because they find girl children are a burden. And, but I was very, I mean, God's grace, I think, God's purpose in my life. Each one of us are alive today because God has a purpose. And that's why today I'm a grown-up Beulah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I have my uh, own story. <laughs> I know. And so once you moved to Bangalore, Beulah, how were you in school? Were you a very good student, uh, exemplary student, yes. student? What kind of a student? Yes. What was I, your life? Yeah, yeah. I studied up, my dad and mom put me and my other little sister, they put us in only girls. They had the fear of men and because I was kidnapped when I was young. So they put it, they put me and my sister in a school where only girls studied. It is called Goodwill's Girls High School. 10 years I studied there. And I was a merit student, always first rank. Uh, me and Bindu, my classmate, you know, 10 standard, always first rank. Even one mark only if I'm second, she's first. So I was a merit student and I studied well. <laughs> and some children got admission when they told my name to the school. So one of my cousin wanted admission there. Say so they told my cousin is Beulah, she got admission. And today she's a dentist, she, today she's a doctor. So I think God blessed me with a good uh, merit student. And uh, post and standard. Post standard. So while I was in school, in fourth standard, I came through Mother Teresa's story in English prose. And that's how I choose to, you know, when I grow up, want to become like, not like Mother Teresa. So I thought as a foreigner, she came to India and she did so much. And as an Indian, what am I doing? So that's the thought I came to me when I was in fourth standard. So I just committed my life to God telling when I grow up, I would like to do something like Mother Teresa in an inner hundred percent, at least one fraction where I live. And that's how it is. And I came to eight standard biology teacher inspired me. I wanted to become biology teacher. And after 10 standard joined Jyotiniva's college, once again, where only girls studied. So, you know, Jyotiniva's and uh, my daddy put, put me there and my sister fearing boys or fearing men you know that's the kind because my father and mother were very protective and very possessive of me and my sister daughters so I studied in Jyotiniva's five years and I finished my BSc 
and my dream to become a teacher. I had to study, but I got married when I was 22. Only one year I stayed with parents. I got married, and when I was 23, I studied my B.A. I'm a biology high school teacher. Okay, so dream fulfilled. Yes. As you were doing the teaching profession, were you finding joy in that profession? Because you had aspired to be a teacher when you were in the 8th standard. And uh, since you were such a brilliant student, nobody pushed you into doing medicine or any other professional course, Fula? You were very clear? I was very determined to become a teacher. Like in 10th standard, few of us, four, four of us friends, all of us decided to become teachers, me and my friends, and all of us are teachers today. So that thought never came to me. So just be a, become a teacher, biology teacher. Okay. So I'm a high school biology teacher. Okay. So as your uh, journey with the marriage, your career, yes, biology yes. teacher continues, yes. what happened yes. in your personal life? But this dream, when I saw children on the road, when I went, like while I was studying only BSc, when you travel in the bus and you see near uh, traffic signals, child labor, selling few things. And I used to see these gypsies doing circles with monkeys and little ones walking, tightrope walking. This one side uh, touched my heart, a little girl walking tightrope. That inspired me, like I was waiting to grow, waiting to finish my studies. And I thought I should not get, get married. That's what I was like. I should join as a sister in Mother Teresa home or somewhere, do community work. That was what I thought. But parents have their own desire. Daughter has to get married. And the other side, you have to obey your parents because they are a blessing. You know, you can't go beyond their... <laughs> That's how I got married. But this thought of seeing poor children on the road or homeless children or sometimes they are dirty in the slum areas was still in my thought. So I worked in schools, proper secular schools. But in 2007, 2001, I joined the NGO because my heart was to work in a community, how Mother Teresa walked everywhere, touched destitute people. So I, I left my job in a secular good school and joined an NGO just to work among the poor. So I worked for an NGO seven years where I did a lot of community work, where I walked through the slums and that school worked for school dropouts, rack pickers, especially girls who are dropped out because the parents didn't send them. So I have, I, I, my heart was satisfied working among slum children. And so while I was working, I saw the sufferings of children, very pathetic, you know, domestic violence. And sometimes mothers are burned to death. Fathers are alcoholics. In the slum area, children are not safe. So that is where I was motivated or inspired to start my own NGO. So today I started, 2007, I started my own NGO. <laughs> okay. And by that time, personally, did you have your own family? And- yes. Yeah. yeah. 93, okay. I got married. And 94, I got twin boys. God blessed me with twin boys. And, you know, it is it is when you have a dream, and when you're working towards a dream, your family is your big support because you can't do things alone and you need some support. And my husband, my father, and of course, my mother and mother-in-law a little hesitated because 
my daughter has studied so much bscba and why she is leaving her job and why she want to start her own ngo she has god blessed her with two children and why she want some more children in her house my dream was take children from the road and be with us eat the same food be with my two sons like that only i started so i think last time when i spoke to you i spoke about a little boy 3 and a half and he was my third son then again two sons then again a daughter i rescued so like that it went on and went on and then afterwards my family supported me fully today the first child is 18 years and he just finished his 12th standard is going to do his degree now psychology so that's my life grown now my family support was great for me yeah yeah sure because in these yes. kind of uh, yes. different kind of activities especially yes. making different yes. in society i think yes. family needs and you support. can't do it alone yes. you need support yes. yeah that is true so uh, when you decided to start this ngo what did you have in mind pula that you're going to take children uh, who need to be rescued anybody you yes. see how do you decide what kind of children you take under your shell uh, mothers became my inspiration especially mothers you know amma the word amma and especially ma when you call ma amma okay mom whatever you call that has a great meaning in it so my heart before i could get married also uh, i i told her i don't want to get married you know see mothers motherhood is something where even as a single mom you can take care of children teresa was called as mother teresa so all these words inspired me to become a mother to the motherless that was in my heart be a mother to the motherless children that is what inspired me and i thought i can i i that is how when i rescued children they should call me amma so that i i just love the work of a mother true and can you tell us how the first child rescue child came into your shelter because uh, now everybody can't go to the road and see yes. children who are homeless and bring yes. them home there's a legal yes. procedure yes. and all that that needs to be yes. followed yes. so can you tell the story of the first child that came home for you and uh, how then on the journey continued yes the first child actually i was uh, when god blessed me with two sons craving for a daughter because daughters are a blessing as i am a daughter and how i was blessed to have a father and mother and this craving where my husband also helped me telling me why not we adopt daughters so adoption is very legal it's not easy to do in india then we thought of uh, registering uh, us as a children's home cci it is called as so that i can take license from the government cwc dcpo then only i can start a home so the first child was rescued in a bus stop and where the i don't know how he was left and you know a lawyer rescued him a lawyer see how it is you know everything went very legal it's not easy so we had to complain to the police station and we had to give a complaint and through the lawyer that child i took and that's a journey went on and when he was like my third son and as a family we lived and sometimes the child lives with the grandmother sometimes yeah. because that child would have lost both father and mother then i would like i will speak to the grandmother because i found a grandmother and a little child begging in a market place so i spoke to the grandmother and then she obliged and then again do it with the help of a lawyer and she is she was my first daughter and she is 21 years today and that's how my journey began and i see children suffering with a single parent also i will go and talk to them so i saw two boys washing vessels in a hotel 
and they were sleeping outside a shop. It was so sad. I have two sons who have a comfortable bed at home and they have an amma to call me. Why these two boys are on the road? The shopkeeper told me, no ma, they sleep every day outside my shop. They have no mother. So my heart and my eyes always looked for children where there was no mother. That's how my dream was and my heart was. And I spoke to the father, telling him, I'll take your two sons with your permission and you can always come and see them and like your sons, they will grow with me. So I went to Mayo Hall. Legally, I took with the help of the father and the two boys came and along with my sons, only all these children with a big family, we lived together. After one week, this father was murdered outside the shop. What if the children were there? Their two sons would have been. So I think their God-chosen children who are with me. And the two boys have finished, one has finished a degree now, one has finished 12 standard. So they are all doing well. So I just look for children who are motherless. I just want to be a mother to them. Okay. So how many children did you start off with? Did you start and register your NGO after you had seen children and realized that an NGO can help you? Or did you bring them home first and then go ahead and register the NGO? I did a lot of groundwork. I started visiting a lot of other homes, how they work, because you need to have a knowledge before you start something. You need to have an understanding. And so I have visited a lot of children's homes. I went and learned and then I registered and then I took August, we registered. September, we took a rented house and October, the first child came. It just went step by step, step by step. And then no turning back. Just one at a time, one at a time. Lot of children at home. Okay, so at a given point, uh, how many children do you have in your NGO? Right now, given... I have 23 girls. The seven boys who I rescued are grown and, and it's very challenging to keep boys and girls together. So I decided to put the boys in other boys' home where they are taken care. So I concentrate only on girl children because they need more care and protection. So right now I have 23 daughters at home and there are few who have already finished studies and moved on with their life. Two are married already. Oh, okay. In past so 15 when, years. Okay, so when you say 23 daughters, uh, what is their age uh, range, Abula? The eldest two are in college now, whom I rescued while they were seven. But grandmas brought them to me or teacher brought them to me. My dream and desire or the vision is to educate a girl child to because that is going to help her more with a lot of love and affection compassion on girl children you know so the eldest is 20 years now. the youngest is now 10 years 10 years yeah. okay so normally if somebody comes over and just gives you a child you take the child or is there a legal procedure people have to follow before they give there the is child? there is a legal procedure we have to follow because i do a case study it is okay. just not it is just not as it from my take because I take time to study. Is it genuine? Or I, I just go visit the place. And if it is genuine, if the child is in need, especially we call them child at risk, especially girl child at risk. So the grandmother will come to me or single father. So especially we, uh, my criteria is motherless children, motherless, where I need to be a mother. To them. Yeah. Okay. Looking back uh, now at uh, this amazing journey, which uh, yes. now you have 23. So overall, uh, how many boys and girls put together, went through? What is your NGO called, Beulah? The Refuge. 
where i want to be like a mother to many children you know i always thought of my own mother because we were seven children five sons two daughters and lots our luxury was love and affection see nowadays children are surrounded by many other things you know they don't even have time to spend with their family but those days our father and mother they spent more time with us you know that was a great blessing so my mother has inspired me so much how to spend time with the child and you know then that's how that's how i thought let me also spend some time with the motherless children and this inspired me a lot and you know i'm there i'm a, i have to be a responsible mother caring mother compassionate loving them you know two things i learned in this journey it's not easy very challenging you know to discipline a child in a in a normal family mother finds it very difficult to discipline a child but it's very challenging two things i learned in this journey is love and patience yeah you love your child be patient with your child you know one thing i learned is love works <laughs> even if they do mistakes one thing i learned is love works not anything if you buy them something or do something but love works you just love them you just love them and it works <laughs> yeah you're right that was supposed to be my next question you partly answered it that being a mother is also a challenging task to teaching task for a lot of children they get whatever they ask and so they think they're entitled for whatever they have and therefore the relationship between the child and the mother and the parents per se is yeah. a lot different than how it was in a generation which didn't yes. have much plenty yes. Yes. Right? yes so and still parents try very hard to give the child whatever they can now you're a mother to two boys plus 50 other children yes. Yes. how do you keep your children happy yes just it is like not all that they want i give them but what they need i give them so there is a big difference between a need and a want so as they grow and as they grow as and especially girl children after they mature their thinking and their lifestyle is little different and i have to cater to according to their need you know so and girls are beauty conscious and their skin and everything it's not only the food you give them it's not only the shelter the comfortable place you give them and it's not only the clothes they wear but the emotional need the psychological need as a girl child as they grow even boys it's not only girls even boys children are a gift from god and you know how i do it is i see whether it is needed for them i look to their needs and not all that they want so i have a big difference between a need and a want yeah so that is how i different uh, and uh, can you can you give an example when do you say a no to what they ask yes for example uh, mobile for example now two of my children are in college but till in 10th standard no mobiles even pc no mobiles but now one of my child is doing second year bba and one more child is doing her first year bsc and in krishna jayanti college the best college and i have given mobiles to them so that is a need now so i have given mobile to them and also cycling i taught every child cycling you know that they need they need so there are certain things they need so i give them accordingly okay so can you list out some basic needs of a child every birthday so how do i do it 
so many children so many birthdays will come so previous day i take that particular child i take her for shopping i buy what dress she needs it's i i i feel every child has to have a normal childhood how we were taken care you know and if it is a school going child they need chocolate and they will calculate among 20 teachers among 160 children i have to count and according to that i have to calculate and it's not easy because so many challenges not one or two but till today it is it has been done the child has child has been given a new dress chocolates we cut a cake and we have a special food so that is one particular thing birthdays are celebrated and uh, from where do you get help you learn to do all this because there is a lot of financial commitment as yes, a school yes yes so where is your since we are legally registered we have proper 12a atg whatever certificates you need there are good people around you know there are good people so i have uh, local donations through them good friends family support so through all it every drop counts every drop counts and i take one day at a time and you know i also have uh, i take care of the next week it's not that tomorrow what i need also i should be ready to give the child so it is going on very well till today <laughs> okay and uh, in this journey uh, there may be moments of recognition that you have got is there any special moment that you hold very close to your heart i got an award for community work uh i think after i spoke fm it's through it's rashmi you have been a great blessing for me okay. and i think one of the members who attended i think they also spoke pushpanjali reddy i still remember her she vis- she visited my children's home and one international women's day they they celebrate women's day so one com- one uh, uh, organization had called me and they gave me an award Bula John for a leadership award for a mother, like, and yeah, and I also got an award from IJM, International Justice Mission. I got an award from them because the child whom they have given me has been growing very well, and they saw all the work of other girls who are with me, and they also gave me an award. I and Deccan Chronicle and Indian Express my story came, and that. Uh, international women's meeting attended there was a sangeeta a journalist and she wrote my story in her uh, journal yeah see these are some awards and it's all because of your blessing i feel so that time some because pushpanjali reddy came to know me and yeah. it is a journey as you say it is a journey and yeah. people have recognized me but i'm just living here as a mother full time mother amma like my life goes on Yes, and uh, to today's ammas who can't handle one or two children at home, having so many kids, fifty plus, and your children. Yeah. How did you manage? What is it as that as an advice you'd like to give the parents of today? Yes, Rashmi. Yeah, this question whoever has come to me, no, I don't know. How do you manage? So there is a mother who has three daughters. I'm not able to manage three daughters. How do you manage twenty-three daughters at the at the same time? You know, so I prioritize. You know, my responsibilities with them, spending more time with them because now I quit my job, teacher's job. I'm not working. I'm a full-time mother. I'm just enjoying my motherhood, like. 
you know it is a sacrificial life you have to sacrifice something if you want to gain something you can't have both so even again in this motherhood my family has been my great blessing my husband was a great support my two sons were a great support and you know it is because of all their support i'm able to enjoy my motherhood you know taking care of so many children and trying my best you know one at a time one at a time sometimes with group i speak, speak to them i spend my time and or three of them i take them out you know children need to take them we need to take them out you know mother has to spend some time with them i take them out for an ice cream or i take them out something or the other something i take them out and that's how i spend my time with them you know okay i just uh, yeah. every time only that night time i'm free the whole day i'm i'm with them and doing my work with them yeah, yeah. so uh, as as a mother to so many children if there are three things that you would like to tell that parents should follow while bringing up children who yeah. turn out to be responsible citizens what are the three things parents should giving their time to them you know the first thing sometimes you know we become so busy with their own schedule and you know when when the child comes to talk to us we we feel you know i have no time i'll come back and talk to you and all that for my heart you know when children my children always amma i want to talk to you if they tell me that i take her out you know because they're girls they're all teens they're all grown now you know so i just spend time with them i think first thing you know we should just give them that in that 24 hours maybe we can give some time to our children that is first thing spending some time with our children second thing as i said give them lots of love lots of love i mean that word hate should not come to between a parent and a child you know always love them always love them in spite of them doing something wrong or maybe making you angry nowadays children talk a lot make you angry make you upset and lot of things are there but still you know love works second things i feel love love works and the third thing you need to have lot of patience with them you know listen to them sometimes you know adults you know we think our dreams have to be fulfilled in our child you know but just leave it to them their dreams have to be fulfilled and not our dreams on them so these three things i feel time love patience and <laughs> thing we need and to bring up a child you know very beautifully put pula very beautifully put and very practical if we sit down to think yes parent them moments when your two boys ever complain to you saying amma you don't give us time it is my boys have inspired me when they were in four standard my boys were in four standard my husband worked in bishop cotton boys school i worked in a school my son studied in a school but all three of us come back home at the same time and one day it happened uh, 4:30 they brought a rag picker boy he was dirty they said amma you look dirty we brought him home i was touched by my sons i mean you know it is like love in action you know you see sometimes we see children on the road we feel pity on them but when you do it in action it becomes compassion so i saw my sons bringing a boy home and telling me amma will give him bath because he was looking dirty what i wanted to do my sons did it when they were 8 years fourth standard i was touched by my sons then my, i was still working as a secular teacher and um, that thought of my sons doing this inspired me more motivated me more to leave my job and start my own ngo so i gave him bath 
my sons put their own rest to uh, uh, that boy, little boy, and we gave him food. And my sons are telling, "Amma will keep him with us." Like, so that inspired me. My sons are very supportive, and I can say they were a blessing for me. <laughs> my sons shared Amma with other children. I know. The children, I know. yeah, children. Children will share their toys or food or some clothes, something. But my sons shared their amma to other children. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have I have situations where my sons calling me amma once, and my other girls children will be calling amma. So I have to prioritize how to deal with everyone. So whole day I'll be busy with children. Only when they go to school, I have little time for me. <laughs> and you're not tired, Bula. No, this question everyone asks because you know I this fills me with joy. You know, taking care of a child, and I when I see the child growing, and two are in degree now, where I taken care from UKG, and they are studying, they are in degree in the best college. That was my dream, and I when I see my vision coming real, coming to a reality. I think I'm not tired. I just keep doing things, and there is a night to get rest. So, I just so when does your day begin and when does your day end? Morning, five thirty-six. I get up. I I have a diary where I note it down what I have to do today. That okay. helps you a lot, you know, to prioritize. Yeah. And I don't stress out too much because I need to live longer. I want to live longer and <laughs> and be a mother to as many as want to call me amma. So I want to take care of my health. So I prioritize. I I have a diary where I today what to do. Today is May second. What I should do, I will do only that. So I prioritize. And what can be done tomorrow can be done tomorrow. So I think we should not rush doing everything at the same time. That is what I learned. Because children, one has to go to school, one has to be in ten standard, one has to do admission. Which is first? I do that first, and then I do it. Okay, and when you are talking about your entire day like this, yeah. who is part of your team to help you to make sure that what you plan, what you write in your diary, is fulfilled? As it's like I have a team, like I have a staff, I have a cook mm. who can cook for the children. I have an admin staff who has to do my admin work, and also this lockdown has helped me to start occasional training. So we taught our children because they are girls. Uh, we taught our children embroidery. We taught our children tailoring, and also so we have a teacher for occasional training. And some things what the I manage everything. I manage everything, and just coordinate everything. And with the help of this, my staff and and children are the beneficiaries. The children are like where I work with them, and now they are grown. Sometimes children also are with me to support me. and help me out yeah okay so now that you brought the pandemic reflection time uh, the pandemic for all of us forced us into reflection made us pause see what we have done with our life so far and realized that we have a choice always and we had chosen that busy life that we had thought we are living yes. so each of us took our lessons from the pandemic life is slowly coming back to normal god knows how many of us remember those lessons yes. but what about you bula how was the pandemic for you and what are your reflections from the pandemic uh, i still remember like march 20 2020 the lockdown started and the schools just 
I think the first day maths exam they finished and immediately suddenly the government um, they announced lockdown and it was like you know all the children are with me almost more than 20 and keeping them together is another challenge so there are few grandmothers I requested them can you take your child for a few days and they obliged and still there were 15 children with me you know I had to take care of them and it was lockdown you can't go out you can't even no shops nothing it was a big challenge for us and you know and there were a lot of good Samaritans you know, helping people you know providing uh, provisions to you and some more like that even I received provisions and you know and it went on I mean, I took care of children and, and there was this fear, this fear. If they get a cold or a cough or little fever also, even for slight fever, everybody thought it might be COVID, it might be corona. Yeah, we all lived in fear. And I think God gave me courage to move on with the help of so many children also. And one thing I, I can say is I kept them healthy, giving them nutritious food. I kept them healthy, a lot of vegetables, milk, eggs for their girl children. None of us, none of us, me, my husband or my two sons or all my daughters, the stuff, none of us were positive. God kept us healthy. This I can share with you. And another challenge is the online classes, online classes to so many children. And I have to give my mobile, my son's mobile, my husband's mobile, my laptop in spite of, I know there are challenges. And, you know, they will use, you know, children are very technology. I mean, uh, they know they're very smart. So when I was struggling with online classes, there was an NGO, you and I, they came forward, they supplied a few laptops for us and online classes went on very well. So I think we were able to face every challenge. Every challenge was an opportunity for us, how to face it and how to overcome. And I think the two years were very challenging and it went on well, children attended classes. And I think uh, it was good. <laughs> we had to go through no other way. No so somebody way. so positive like you, I'm sure it had to be good and the uh, result had to be very good. <laughs> I just, you know, that's why this patience helped me here. Yeah. Love and patience helped me because when children went to... But how do you develop patience, Beulah? How do you... Uh, is it something that is inborn in people or you for develop... Me, yeah. I think for me, it is inborn because my dad was a perfect example for patience. And my mother was a pure example to be a... That, to, what is a motherhood, you know? And mother, I think both their genes are into me and their inspiration. I also thank God for that, you know. Do you and ever also, get angry? Do you ever get very angry? Rare. Even that anger will turn into love. <laughs> so that is a question people ask me. Don't you get angry? It is because so difficult to deal with children. And sometimes you have to get angry also. And, and sometimes I do get angry, but I will not show it up on children. You should never show your anger on anyone. You know, you can just cope with it and do it. Change that anger into a positive way and speak to them. Tell them. By the time I could do something, children would have written me sorry letters. That changes me a lot. Yeah. Yes. This is this is this is what is going on. You can mold a child. You can mold a child, you know, without showing your anger to them. This anger will provocate, I mean, more 
danger into their lives I, then yeah. that's what i learned show them more love and that is what i learned love works <laughs> love works but you know today love is equal to buying the most expensive stuff what is the definition of love according to you yula spend time that's again time with them you just listen to them when they feel accepted when they feel i have amma when they feel amma is there for me no need to fear amma is there for me so that is the time i feel you know i mean uh, that uh, love works you know when yeah. they when you are there for each other when yeah, you are there you for your child when the movie bigel came you know everybody said women empowerment movie bigel vijay's movie i know so we all went out together you know i mean just listening to them when and sometimes when they ask something which really they need when you buy it immediately for them oh amma is there for me see i amma yeah. bought this for me yeah so there are certain things you know when they feel like that i no need to fear amma is there for me <laughs> true okay so uh, now we are in that point of this conversation bula where i would love to have three life lessons that you have taken from life which you'd like to leave us yes we have only one life to live so we have to remember that and always i tell everyone be kind and be loving to each other and share what you have you know this uh, life you know what you do is more important than what you have what you accumulate you know just share it and share your love share even things with others i always feel our country india is a rich country there are people you know rich in materialistic rich in mind also rich in heart so i feel that when we share things with each other be kind be loving uh, what i learned you know uh, so i think all of us can be like that i think it should start at home it should start with the family sometimes nowadays these mobiles have changed the life of everyone where everyone spends more time with mobiles and even children that is a concern now in every family because children spend more time and peer pressure you know all that so i feel all these things we can keep aside spend more time with each other be loving be kind share with each other only one life to live and this life goes off you can't do anything when you go to grave you can't do anything there is no joy no device or no wisdom in the grave when you are alive you can do it so that is what i like to say when you are alive whatever you want to do it you do it don't postpone it god has kept us alive during this yeah. pandemic we we have heard so many people died known people died god has kept us alive so i think we should thank god for this gift of life and do things what is good for us do good anytime you come across anything yeah true true yeah your amazing pula your life is an example every one in the world celebrate mother's day in may on one sunday i think for you every day is mother's every day every moment is mother's day yes rashi and uh, for women like you who love the thought of being a mother itself mm-hmm. changing your life and changing the yes. purpose in fact i feel sometimes people like you have found your purpose very early in life and you're the chosen one mm-hmm. so may you continue to be blessed bula for Thank all you. that you do and 
may you continue to inspire people hear yes. your story and that you. smile on your face may that continue to be the inspiration yes, for your children true. yes yes <laughs> Thank, thank you so very much. Honored <laughs> to have had you on you and I with Rashmi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rashmi. Thank you a lot. With that, we come to the end of this weekly quest of You and I with Rashmi Shetty. Do let us know if you know people who make the world beautiful. Write in to Rashmi. Dot the third eye at gmail. Dot com. that is r a s h m i dot t h e t h i r d e y e at gmail dot com come let's explore this amazing world together both you and i